Good morning. I'd like to welcome you back to our fourth Anchored in the Word morning reflection this uh, week. And uh, if you've been joining us, we have been in Luke chapter 11, and we're looking at verses 23 through 28. Yesterday, um, I read a smaller section there, and I'm going to do that again today. And as we looked at the content yesterday, what I'd like to do, <coughs> excuse me, is I'd like to take the, the content and I'd like to expand it a little further and show you how Christ had a lot to say about this particular topic. And I also want uh, to look at how the Apostle Paul uh, dealt with this issue as well, um, just so that we can have a greater appreciation for how serious this issue of taking the true gospel message that has the power to save from sin, save from eternal destruction, um, has the power to transform a person from within and to replace it with a moralistic system that is spiritually bankrupt and powerless to save. So Luke chapter 11, 23. He that is not with me is against me, and he that scattereth not, or he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. And then in verse 28 he says, Rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Now yesterday we, we talked about the, the content of the passage and how Jesus is emphasizing this contrast between the system that the religious leaders, the rabbis, were offering to, to the people and then the true gospel message. Christ, death, resurrection, ascension, righteousness through Christ alone. That is the contrast. And I want you to notice how it's expanded in other texts. For instance, later on in Luke chapter 11, Jesus is going to go further into this issue. In verses 39 through 54, he speaks directly to those people that were pushing this system, the religious leaders. And I want you to notice the way that he talks about this system that was <clears throat> very detrimental to individuals and to the nation of Israel. For instance, in verse 39, we see this statement. Now, do ye Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and platter, but your inward parts are full of ravening and wickedness? Now, why does Jesus ask the question? Well, he's saying you need to watch out for a system that cares only about what people can see, not what's within. And that was really the heart of their system. It was all about externals. Or in verse 42, he says, watch out for a system that is so careful and so meticulous about details that are arbitrary. They're not things that God has even addressed very specifically, or they're very peripheral, surface area matters. And that is where people focus, yet they ignore the most serious aspects of a righteous life. He says it this way in verse 42, woe unto you Pharisees, ye tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass over judgment and the love of God. He says, you'll focus all your attention on these little things that are so arbitrary and so superficial, and you'll completely ignore what really matters in the Christian life. Or in verse 43, he says, watch out for a system that uses religion as a tool to get power and wealth. Ye love the uttermost seats, uppermost seats, 
in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace. His way of saying, you use the system that you have created that builds up your credentials before people. You've used it to get power. You've, you've used it to get prestige. You've used it to get financial prosperity. Sounds a lot like the prosperity teachers of the time that we're living in. We're in verse 46. He says, watch out for a system that develops burdensome rules. God never gave them. And then people who give the rules exempt themselves from these very rules because they understand how burdensome they actually are. Verse 46, woe unto you all, ye lawyers. Ye laid men with burdens grievous to be borne, yet ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Or in verse 52, he says, watch out for man-made system that replaces the gospel. Woe unto you lawyers, you have taken away the key of knowledge. Ye enter not in yourselves, and them that were entering in, ye hindered them. So he's saying people that had access to the truth, because you stepped in and you begin to press your system on them, you actually are not only keeping yourself out of the kingdom through embracing a false system, but you are hindering their ability to come to the truth so that they can see clearly. This is the effect of false teachers. Now, what is Jesus doing? He is confronting in an aggressive manner the system that is there. He's expanded what we read about in the verses we've been focusing in on this week. But you know, Paul does the exact same thing. For instance, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, he talks about how perilous and troublesome the last days will be. He says, in the last days, perilous times will come. People will have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Another way to put this is that in the last days, people will have this superficial system of religion that looks good on the outside, but it's powerless internally. It's not the true gospel message. It's not a proclaiming of faith alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, the transforming power of the gospel, regeneration. No, it's proclaiming morality as a replacement to the truth. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul really hits this in a fascinating way. He says, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Now, when he says subject to ordinances, he's talking about the man-made rules that were being made by the rabbis of the day. He says, after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have a show of wisdom, but to the neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. To put it in simple terms, he says, they teach you to do things that, that give you the impression are going to give you the ability to conquer your fleshly passions and can actually kill sin and can give you victory and can give you liberty. But I tell you, their system is powerless. The only thing that can dominate and control and overcome the enslavement of the fleshly passions that are in all of us is the true gospel that gives us forgiveness and cleansing and a sure position in Christ. It gives us the presence of the Holy Spirit and it gives us new life in Christ. And so this morning, I want to encourage you, let's embrace with all of our hearts the gospel that saves. Let's be so very cautious that we don't get lured through complacency into a system that has replaced the pure gospel message. May God help us to be a people that are gospel-centered in our focus and live lives 
in the power of the Spirit of God who has given us new life in Christ. Have a blessed morning, and Lord willing, tomorrow I'll give you some final thoughts to think about. Bye now.